Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're, uh, we're starting this new series today, Storytime, and what we want to do over the next few weeks is dig into what it means to tell a story. A lot of the, uh, the ways that Jesus taught were through stories. Maybe you've heard the word parable before, right? Jesus would preach and teach in parables. And I want to look at a few parables, a few of these stories throughout the next couple of weeks because that's really what they are. They're stories. And it's so interesting to me that Jesus, instead of carrying around, well, I mean, it wasn't easy to carry around a Bible. He had you know, a bunch of scrolls under his arms, or I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it was, but he didn't do any of that. He wasn't teaching doctor, uh, doctrine. He wasn't just quoting the scriptures over and over again. He would gather people around, and he would tell stories. In fact, in the book of Matthew, it says that, uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible, uh, the book of Matthew is one of the, one of the, one of the Gospels. And in the book of Matthew, it says that Jesus rarely taught without using parables. He rarely taught without telling a story. And that's so fascinating to me that he would teach with stories. There's something that we connect with when it comes to a story. It's the reason that you love watching movies. It's the reason that you love watching TV shows. I mean, every week, uh, our friend Birdie, that she was just up here singing, she's telling us about several TV shows that she watched all five seasons of that week. And she's telling us the story. We don't even, we don't even need to watch the TV show. She's telling us the whole story. There's something about a good story that is engaging. And I know, I'll, I'll just speak for me, you don't have to raise your hand for this, but is anybody else like a juicy drama story? I mean the juice, you know what I mean? I, uh, I, am, uh, I do scroll TikTok every now and then, okay? And TikTok, I don't know why they started sending me, if you don't know what TikTok is, it's just a bunch of videos, and you just you know, don't like that one, don't like that one, like that one, okay? So, um, and TikTok, for whatever reason, sends me a lot of like blow-ups at the airport, you know what I mean? People like, you know, drama and Karens and all that kind of stuff. And no offense if your name is Karen. That's not what that means. And I just love the drama. I love the juice. My drama belly starts grumbling. You know what I mean? Once I see an airport video, I'm like, oh, we love a good story, don't we? Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set a few different story times for you. And let's think about the kind of story that's going to happen. So let's go to our first story. Join me here by the campfire. We just set up camp. We just ate. It's starting to get a little bit dark, so we set a fire. What kind of story are you ready for me to tell here? Scary story, right? One night. My little nephew, every time he was going to tell a scary story, he would always start with, one night. Right? You're ready for me to tell a scary story. And I'll probably talk real low. And it's, isn't it so interesting that we tell scary stories right before we go to bed? What is wrong with us? 
We tell a story about some killer in the woods. Anyway, go to your tent. Good night. Right? So we're on a campfire. It, it's a certain story that we tell. Or maybe we're all sitting around the campfire with, with a brew or a soda or a coffee, and we're telling stories about the day. Certain kind of story that you're ready to hear here. Okay, well, what about this next one? We're hanging out in the library. What story are you ready to, ready to hear here? Maybe a story about history? Does this remind anybody of Beauty and the Beast a little bit? Beauty, just me, that's okay. Ready for a different kind of story here. Maybe not a scary story, maybe. If that's your, that's your jam, just scary stories all the time. But you're ready for a different story here. All the different stories that are in these, in these books, we're ready for a different kind of story. Okay, what about this next one here? What kind of story are you ready to hear here? Probably something fun, something light. The cat in the hat, the hungry caterpillar. Something fun, it's a different kind of story. You're not going to tell a scary story here. We love stories. Stories help us understand different things in life. Stories help us connect to each other. And it doesn't explicitly say in the Bible why Jesus taught in parables, why Jesus taught in stories. But if I know anything about myself, I know that a story is so much more engaging than just reading a list of rules. I want you to try it just for fun. Try reading the book of Leviticus. I promise it's in the Bible. Try reading the book of Leviticus for 10 minutes and see if you don't fall asleep. It's a fall asleep challenge. Try to read it, and if you don't fall asleep, you win. Then I want you to try that. With, and Leviticus is just a bunch of rules. It's a bunch of rules that they were meant to follow. And you go from that to Jesus telling stories about life, about what it means to be human. And what I think is that Jesus would tell stories because the people he was talking to, the people he was preaching to, the people he was teaching to were not biblical scholars. They weren't people who would have uh, big sections of the Bible, the Bible at their time, the scriptures. They weren't people that had big sections of the scriptures memorized. They were people who were just living their life, trying to make it day to day, week to week. And he would tell stories that helped them understand the kingdom of heaven. Jesus wanted to make his message that he was bringing easily understandable. And that, I think that's why he would tell stories. And I want to tell a story today. You might know it as the story of the prodigal son. And I looked it up. Does anybody, has anybody ever looked up what prodigal means? If you haven't heard the story, the prodigal son is, well, I'm going to give you the juice here in a bit, and it's juicy. Uh, prodigal... The prodigal son, prodigal means spending money recklessly, and that's exactly what this kid does. I'm going to give you the juicy drama version of the story. So Jesus begins to tell a story, and it's the story of the lost son, the story of the prodigal son. So he tells the story of a young man who goes to his dad, and he says, Dad, 
I know that when you die, I'm going to get some inheritance. But if it pleases the court, <laughs> if it pleases you, what I would like is that inheritance now. Just give me the money now, and I can go out and party and live my life the way I want to because I don't want to be around here anymore. I don't want to be in this family anymore. His, his, his other brother, the stuffy one, his stuffy brother was hanging out at the house all the time, and he didn't want to hang out with his stuffy brother. He didn't want to be. He's like, Dad, just give me the money now, half of whatever you were going to do, Give me the money now, and I'm out of here. I'm out of this town. And his dad said, that's fine. Here's your inheritance. I love you. Go on your way. And it's called the prodigal son because he goes out, this son, he goes out and he spends it recklessly on whatever he wants to do. Immediate gratification, whatever he wanted. And he spends it fast, he spends it hard, and he has a bunch of fun, and then he gets to the point where there's no more money left. There's no money left, and he's working for scraps, he's sleeping with pigs. He's got nothing. And he, and, and he realizes, he tells himself, I would have a better life living as one of my dad's slaves than I am right now. I would have an easier time being at my dad's house as a servant than I'm having right now. Right now I have nothing. At least at my father's house, I could be a servant and have three meals a day, a place to sleep. That's, I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to head back to my dad's house and see if I can beg for a job as a servant. So he starts to make his way. And this is where I want to pick up in this story. This story is so juicy, y'all. It's a quick read. I highly recommend, uh, if, even if you've never read the Bible before, it's such a short read. You can just Google prodigal son. It's in the book of Luke. And it's so much fun to read. You don't need to be a, 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 a Bible uh, scholar, a Bible professional. You don't need to uh, make sure you choose the right translation. So I want to look in the book of Luke. And as, as I said earlier, Luke is one of the four Gospels, okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So these are four accounts of Jesus teaching, preaching, doing his thing here on earth. The miracles that he was a part of. All of that is, is, uh, is within these four books. And so this one particular, Luke, this is where we're going to read the story of the prodigal son or the lost son, as it's called in the Message Bible. So we're going to look at verse 24. So we're picking up right after the son says, I'm going to go to my dad's house. Because at least at my dad's house, I can have three meals a day. I can have a place to sleep, even if I'm just a servant. Okay, so check this out. This is verse uh, 20 through 24. When he was still a long way off, the son on his way, on his way back home, when he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart was pounding. He ran out, embraced him, and kissed him, and the son started his speech. He had prepared a speech. He said, I know when I get back home, and I have to, I'm going to have to convince my dad. Because, you know, can you imagine, and I, I am prone to guilt and shame, so I have my own issues I'm working through in counseling, but can you imagine the guilt that you would have? 
You say, I want all the money that you were going to give me when you die. I want it now so I can go do whatever I want. And then you run out of money, and now you're like, hey, actually, Dad, you need help uh, setting up the cable or anything? Happy to help. So he's got all this, he's got all this going on in his head, and he's practicing this speech. He's like, okay, when I see my dad, I'm gonna, this is how I'm gonna beg him. I'm gonna frame it, and I'm gonna say I'm sorry, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna grovel, and I'm gonna beg, and I'm gonna get on my knees and make sure my dad knows how sorry I am. I'm gonna make sure my dad knows how sorry I am for what I've done. And the whole time, that we're in, engaged and enthralled in this story. Jesus is telling this story for a purpose. Take a wild guess who the father is in this story. Anyone? Easy answer. Yes, it's Dominic. Yes, it's me. <laughs> oh, everybody's a comedian back there. It's God. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, I don't want to say every single time, but in a story that Jesus is telling, if there is a father in the story, most of the time it refers to God. And here is a son, maybe it's me, maybe it's you, it's us, and we, we, we're planning our speech to God and we're saying, okay, I'm going to tell God how sorry I am for what I've done. I'm going to tell God how sorry I am before he has a chance to say anything so he knows how much I mean that I'm sorry. I know what I've done. I'm sure the Father knows what I have done, so I'm going to start off with this speech and say, Father, I have sinned against God, and I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. This son bringing all this guilt, had this speech prepared. He really wanted his father to know how sorry he was. Maybe that's us to God. You ever, you ever felt that way with God? You ever felt like, I don't know if I can ever go in front of God because I've done things that I am not proud of. So much of our faith, I, I, I can't even imagine how much of my faith, maybe how much of your faith has been held back because we are ashamed to confront what we have done, what we have said. And this son finally musters up the courage to go in front of his, his father. He finally musters up the courage to say, I am so sorry. Let me list all the things I have done. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. I don't deserve to be a child of God. I don't deserve to, to have this faith. I don't deserve to go to church. I don't deserve to have a community. I don't deserve to have these things that are blessed in my life. But watch what happens in the story. The dad's not listening. Why isn't the dad listening? The dad's not listening because he's not interested in the apology. The dad's not listening because he's not interested in all of the different ways the son has to say he's sorry. He's not listening because he's busy planning a party. He's busy planning a party for his son who was lost and has now come home. He was calling out to the servants, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger 
sandals on his feet. Then get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. They might have been in Texas for this. Y'all got a heifer out there? Get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. We're going to have a feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here. We gave him up for dead, but now he's alive. He was given up for lost, and now he is found. And they began to have a wonderful time. This son showed up ready to beg for a spot. Ready to beg for a spot as his father's servant. And his dad would have none of it. I'm not even listening to you, man. I'm getting a party together. What do you want to wear? What's your playlist? Girls just want to have fun? Let's do it. Hey, Siri, play Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, wait, sorry. She's always listening. I wonder if that would have worked. Hey, Siri, play Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay, all right. Now she doesn't know. Okay. Why was he planning a party? Why would dad plan a party for his son who knowingly took everything that was his, wasted it all, spent it all? Why would he plan a party? I think because... The father knew what it meant to welcome someone. See, welcoming, welcoming is one of our core values here at the heart. And a big thing about today, I've, I've been so excited about homecoming, this idea of homecoming for, for uh, over, over a month or two now. Because I, we, we wanted to invite you to be a part of homecoming, just like this son was a part of homecoming. It's so interesting to me how many times I talk to people and they stay away from church. Why? Because they haven't been in a long time. People stay away from church because it's been too long since they were there. It's embarrassing for them. It's been a long time since people have prayed because it's been a long time since they've prayed. And I'm not telling you you need to pray. But we know things, we know some things about ourselves. We know things that are good for our faith. Maybe for you, praying is how you take big steps in your faith. Maybe for you, it's reading the Bible. Maybe for you, it's going to church. Maybe for you, it's listening to, to music. Whatever it is, we know the things that help us grow in our faith, but there are times where we're just like this son in this story. I'm sure there's a part of you that can connect with the son in this story, and you think, it's been too long. How do I explain? It's so funny. Uh, every now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll see somebody out and about around town, and it usually comes up, and they'll say, sorry, I haven't been to church in a while. And I was like, well, I'm glad you said that because we were talking about you at this past meeting, so sorry it's been so long. I'll text someone and say, hey, how you doing? Hey, we're doing good. We're trying to get back in church soon. I'm like, well, that's fine. I don't care if you're in church. I just care if you're okay. 
what if, what if we were like this son and we, and, we were, and we were thinking of the reasons why we're not here. We're thinking of the reasons why we're not at church. We're thinking of the reasons why we're not joining Connect Group. We're thinking of reasons why we haven't downloaded the Church Center app yet. We're thinking of reasons why we haven't prayed in a while, why we haven't read our Bible in a while, whatever it is. And while we're thinking of all these things that we haven't done and we're sorry for all these things that we haven't done yet, this whole time God's he's like, I'm not even listening to you. I'm just happy you're here. I don't mean here is in church. It means I'm happy you're here thinking about me, talking to me. What else do you want to do? You want to, you want to, girls just want to have fun? We'll get Cindy Lopper. Is it Cindy Lopper? Okay. I'm just, I, that was way before my time. God, I'm so young, you guys. I'll be 28 this year, and I've been dyeing my beard gray for a while now, and I just got to keep it up. <laughs> What if God's not even listening because he's too busy celebrating the fact that you are alive? He's too busy celebrating the fact that you are alive and well and smiling and happy. That's all from one tiny little juicy story that Jesus told. So much juice within this tiny story. You know what's interesting? Remember I told you there was a brother? There was a brother that was there at the house. So the one brother, the younger brother, he was like, I'm out of this town. I want the money. Give me, give me, give me. I'm going to go party. And the older brother was like, that is not the right thing to do. I am going to stay here and do my duty. He's the one that says, I've been to church every Sunday. I'm serving on the setup team. I'm doing welcome. I'm at connect groups. I'm liking the Facebook posts. You know, I'm sharing what I need to share. And we're having a party for this guy? I'm sorry. I've been here the whole time. This is what ha happens in the story. Right after what we just read, it picks up. They're having a big party. And the oldest son he hears the music going on. He hears the celebrating. He's off in the field, and it's like, house of the training, yes, the coming in. It's like, what? Party in the USA? The Jay-Z song. Was it, you know what I'm saying? It's Miley Cyrus. She's a small artist. And he runs up. He's like, what? 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 what are we doing here? What's, what's the commotion? Why did you take the fattest heifer that we had and why are we roasting that boy? And the dad tries to tell him, hey, you, your brother, he was lost, but now he's found. Man, he was given up for dead and now he's alive. We need to celebrate. And the older brother was like, man, I would have liked a heifer. I would like the family ring on my finger. I would like a new set of clothes. I've been here the whole time. I've been doing what you told me to do. Where is my party? You know what his dad says? I didn't know you wanted a party. I didn't know you wanted a party. Everything that I have is yours. 
Everything that I have is yours. So you see this? In this small story, Jesus is telling people, Jesus is telling this story to the people listening, and he's saying, whether you're the son, whether you're the kid who ran off and did whatever they wanted, or you're the kid that was over here following the rules the whole time, he wants either of you to know that God loves you so much that everything that God has is yours. Whether you think you've wasted everything he's given you or you've been doing everything the right way. And I'm sure if you're anything like me, there's times where you feel like, I don't deserve to be called your son. I don't deserve to be a child of God. I don't deserve to be up here on Sundays talking to you guys. There are times I feel like that. And there are times when I'm over here and I was like, okay, yeah, I've been up here every Sunday. When are you going to do something for me, God? You ever talk to God that way? I do. Okay, how long does the church need to be open for you to help me out? I'm not ashamed to say this sometimes. That's how I feel. <laughs> but that's the juice of this story. That is the power of this story is that Jesus is saying, whichever son you are, whichever child you are, you are known and loved by God. You are welcomed in. See, it's easy to welcome someone for the first time. It's easy for when someone comes into your house to say, hey, come on in. Hey, let me take your coat. Have a seat. Can I get you something to drink? You know, do you want any snacks? It's easy to do that the first time that you see somebody. The first time you meet somebody. Welcoming someone is more than the first time. It's got to be every time. Welcoming someone is more than the first time. It's every time. I'm, uh, I, I, I lied earlier. I'm not 28. I'm actually 40. Hard to believe. 40 years old. This is a true story. 40 years old. I went to go visit uh, uh, my dad the other day. And I'm cruising around the kitchen. I'm looking for snacks. I'm in the pantry. He's like, hey, you need something? Nah, I'm just scoping it out. When's the last time you were welcomed enough in someone's home where you were just scoping out the pantry? And you could say, well, Dom, that's your dad. Dom, that's your dad. He is supposed to do that. No, he doesn't. He's not supposed to. It could be 11 a.m., when I go visit my parents, this is the truth. It could be 11 a.m., it could be 4 p.m., it could be 8 p.m. Anytime I come in, my mom and dad are like, you want something to drink? You want a beer? <laughs> it's 11 a.m. I'm just asking if you want a beer, it's fine. It's easy to welcome someone the first time, but do you have a community? Do you have a space? Do you have a family that welcomes you every single time, not just the first time? This is the kind of faith that we are able to step into. See, not every religion is like this. Not every faith is like this. Not every faith has a God that is welcoming so much that it doesn't matter what you have done, whether you have, have, have seemingly wasted everything you've been given or have done the right thing all the time. Not every faith, not every religion has a God that says, I know you, I welcome you, and I love you. 
every single time. Not just your first time. So over the next several weeks, I want to invite you to come back and let's be a part of these stories, these stories that Jesus told. Let's see how your faith, how my faith can grow. Let's see how our community can grow with the stories that we tell. Pay attention to your life this week. Pay attention to the stories that surround your life. Who do you call when you have to tell them a funny story? Hey, I got a funny story for you. I want to challenge you to listen to the stories in your life. Stories change us. Stories shape us. And I want to invite you to be a part of story time over the next several weeks. If you bow your heads with me, I want to pray for us today. God, we are so grateful to be a part of your story. God, we're grateful to have your son Jesus, to be able to learn from the stories. God, I'm grateful that we don't need to be Bible experts to be able to learn and understand what Jesus was trying to teach us, that we can be people of faith, that we can move forward in our faith because of what you have already done. We're thankful for the stories that we get to be a part of, and we're grateful to be known and welcomed and loved by you. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.